Hello, welcome to Smash Hit Sports. I'm your host, Cody Rear. Today we're going to be recapping college football week one, which, in my opinion, has been one of the best college football week ones I have ever seen. I mean, it, it you had absolute chaos in App State UNC. You had chaos in Iowa, South Dakota State, which was the, one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. You had Oregon dis, be, like falling apart, being absolutely dismantled by Georgia. Notre Dame, Ohio State, you had it all. What an incredible, incredible week for college football. Um, if you guys like this podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. We're going to have incredible content all year long. But uh, I feel great about college football after week one. And big college football news before we get into the week one recap. We have the college football playoff is officially announced to be going to a 12-game playoff starting in 2026. Now, I don't know how you guys feel. Um, everybody, so there, there are essentially two sides to this coin. And you're either very pro-expand the playoff or you are very anti-keep-it-to-four-whatever. And everybody who's, you know, oh, keep it to four, you know, there's these teams are just going to get their asses kicked is going to point to this Georgia-Oregon game, which I'm going to talk about later. But they're going to point to that game and go, look what the number three team in the country just did to the number 11 team in the country. You're going to get absolute terrible and awful blowouts, which you may have happen. I mean, that was... It was an objectively awful game. But here's what I do know. One, that game happened week one of the season, right? We are going to learn more about Oregon as the season goes on. I got a hunch that they weren't actually the 11th best team in the country. You're going to have a much better idea of who that is after 12 weeks of football. Here's the other thing. Why is anybody complaining about more football? Like I have... I, I am a massive fan of college football. Even if you aren't a massive fan of college football and like you're a fan of the NFL, more college football is a good thing. Like you have, oh, people sit out of bowl games. Well, guess what? You, you now have 12 games that are incredibly meaningful and incredibly meaningful in this playoff system. You're going to have first round buys, which are going to matter. People are going to want to play for those buys. Like, it just makes college football that much better. And say what you will about, well, college football has one of the best regular seasons in sports. You know why they say that? They they say that because the NFL regular season, it's good, but the playoffs are great. You have college basketball, the regular season's good, but the tournament is incredible. So this is going to make the college football tournament that much better. You're going The college football playoff is going to be better. And... The beauty of this, which I do not know the schematics of this, I I have honestly no idea, but if you allow these first rounds of games to be played on college campuses, it is going to be some of the best college football atmospheres we have ever seen, ever seen. I mean, just imagine, um, I don't know, a, for example, a Notre Dame Oh, I don't know. Give me a team in the SEC, a Notre Dame, Tennessee matchup, right? Say that they are the eight and nine seed in the college football playoff. And you have Tennessee going to Notre Dame stadium in December for a playoff game. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. 
It, it, it's going to be unbeatable. I don't understand why everybody gets oh so upset. College football is changing. Yeah. You know who didn't change? Major League Baseball. And they went from the number one sport in America to like number four. Uh, honestly, it's it's kind of sad at this point. So get I'm all for the college football expansion because it, it's it was either going to expand or you were going to stay stagnant as a sport and you cannot stay stagnant if you were college football, especially with where the NFL is headed. So I love the expansion. I think it's going to be great for college football. I think obviously as a Notre Dame fan, I think it's going to be great for, you know, you're going to remove some of that. Well, did they win their conference? Now it's just 12 teams, right? It's 12 teams. Like if you can, you can prove that you are one of the best 12 teams, regardless of you know, whether you are in a weaker conference like the Pac-12 or the Big 12, or if you are a group of five team like Cincinnati, like that now there isn't a question anymore. Like I understand there were some people that were upset that Texas A&M didn't get in last year and Cincinnati did. Well, guess what? Now you don't have that problem. They get to play each other and you get to figure it out, right? So I think this is incredible for college football. I think it's going to be, um, honestly, it's going to be great for the sport. It is going to be great for the sport. And I don't think there's anything else to be said about it, honestly. Um, I had a great week betting college football um, this past week. If you listen to the podcast or follow on Twitter, um, Instagram, you saw all the plays. Um, didn't put out stuff on TikTok this week, but I'm going to try to do that going forward. Um, but we went 11-7 and seven in our betting, um, up 2.8 units, which is huge. Um, really good start to the season, honestly. Um, LSU screwed us. I hate Brian Kelly. We're going to talk about that later. Utah, tough game. But um, honestly, really good start to college football betting. Uh, We went one and two week zero. So um, still, um, what, that makes us 12 and nine on the season. Love that for us. Um, We're going to keep it. We're going to keep that moving. So if you guys want, like all of my gambling stuff is 100% free. I do not make anybody pay for any of that because, um, to be honest, it takes the fun out of it. Um, I like to build, build a a community like, and enjoy and engage with followers and everything. So, um, we're going to win together. I like, not only do I like winning money, it's better when I win you guys money too. So if you guys want to follow along with the plays, all of them are on my Twitter. Um, you can follow me at smash hit sports there. Um, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, uh, incorporate the plays into the pod next week too. I know we had last week's podcast with Jake circus, um, where we, you know, broke down the the week one games. So, um, looking forward to, uh, to doing that again on the pod, but we're, uh, recapping college football this week. We had a giant slate that spanned from Thursday to now, um, Monday, I'm taping this right in the middle of the Clemson game. Their offense looks like dog shit so far, but we'll see how the rest of that game figures out. But Thursday football, Pitt 38, West Virginia 31. The backyard brawl is back. That is a game that needs to be played every goddamn year. I mean, it, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. The the eat shit pit chance in the crowd by the West Virginia fans. I am not a fan of college football being played at Heinz Field or Acrisure Stadium or whatever it is now. Um, I think that NFL stadium lacks a vibe to it that a lot of college football stadiums give off. It did not lack that vibe on Thursday night. It was an electric crowd. An absolutely electric crowd. There's a video 
um, of the pick six that JT Daniels threw, where that pit player returned that for the touchdown, the camera panned out, showed the cl- the crowd going absolutely bananas. It was scenes. It was scenes. I can't to be able to watch that in West Virginia is going to be in. Incredible. I am so glad that the Backyard Brawl is back. That is a game that needs to be played every year. There are more college football rivalries like that that just need to be revived. Because holy shit, that was an incredible, incredible football game. I mean, it, it, it was one of the best of the year. Um, speaking of that JT Daniels interception, he got screwed, man. That was, it was a beautiful pass. His receiver was wide open. He just, you know, volleyball passed that. Like he set it up into the air. It's a tough look. Um I, I and that wide receiver honestly had a pretty good game and he had touchdown earlier. Um, it, it's just tough that you know you have that happen in, in a crucial moment of the game. But I think JT, a lot of people are going to look back and they they're going to see the JT Daniels like pick six and be like, oh yeah, he blew that game. JT Daniels had a solid game for West Virginia. That being said, what screwed them, I think, more than the pick six was not going it on fourth and one in your own territory. I mean, this is. In there are times where teams have to be aggressive. And when you were an underdog, because West Virginia closed as a seven and a half point underdog, we were on um, pit at minus seven, but West Virginia closed as an underdog. You have to go and try to be aggressive in these kinds of games. I mean, that the call to punt on fourth and one, I think it was at their own 40. That's soft. That is Charmin Ultra Soft. It's a bullshit call. But fit, like, go for the... It's the backyard brawl. And it, the other thing, too, is, like, it'd be one thing if this was a game like Iowa and South Dakota State where, like, your offenses weren't fucking moving. West Virginia's offense looked good. Like, their offense had looked good all the way up to that point in the game. Like, they're, they were running the ball well. They were throwing the ball well. Obviously, you're probably not going to throw the football on fourth and one. But still, you were moving the football well against a really good pit defense. Like, they scored 31 points. I don't understand why they stopped. And it was just an awful call. Um, Whatever. Um, West Virginia, honestly, I think it sucks losing a rivalry game. It sucks losing a rivalry game. No moral victories. But I think you have to be happy with at least how your team played. You know, Um Moving on to the other Thursday night football game. Penn State-Purdue was electric. Talk about a night to have two TVs, be able to watch the backyard brawl on one and then some uh, Big Ten play on the other. Penn State 35, Purdue 31. Um, what a, it, it was an awesome game. Came down to the wire. Sean Clifford threw a god-awful pick six, one of the worst throws I've ever seen. I think... I understand that he led that drive, but I think part of that is Brom has to have a better. Uh, I I know that Purdue is not a run football team. I get that. I understand that they are not a run football team, but God damn it, you have to have some sort of set like sensibility to it. You get like you were up. You have to be able to chew clock. They weren't able to do that. Penn State runs the two minute drill on them and scores. Um, pretty easily at the end, but damn, an absolute, absolutely electric, electric game. Let's move on. Friday night, TCU 38, Colorado 13. Um, not a ton to take away from this football game. Colorado stinks. Um, they might be the worst team in the Pac-12 this year. Arizona went out and won, um, played a hell of a game. So, uh, But TCU looked good. 
Um, love that for our over six and a half win total um, on the Horn Frogs. I think TCU is going to have a pretty solid year in the Big 12, but 38-13, they took care of business. I, the first half was kind of tough, but um, whatever. But hey, good to have football, college football on Friday night. Moving to the Saturday slate, the biggest game on the schedule, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Ohio State 21, Notre Dame 10. Um, several takeaways from this game. First off, Ohio State's offense is human. They are human. Are they still the best offense in college football? Yes. But Notre Dame showed that you can slow them down. Now, I understand Jackson Smith and Jigba was hurt. He, You know, when you spend half the game on the sidelines, it's not conducive to any offense. But there are plenty of weapons on that offense. So it looks like that Ohio State offense is human. However... They responded when they needed to. C.J. Stroud and, and that Ohio State offense in the fourth quarter especially, but in the entire second half as a whole, responded. They they were put through some adversity and they responded. Like Notre Dame, Al Golden, Notre Dame's defensive coordinator, called a hell of a game. A hell of a game. There were, there were some a double safety blitz inside your own 20s. Not a huge fan of that in man coverage against Ohio State's wide receivers, but... Outside of that, I mean, Notre Dame's defense looked damn good, but Ohio State did exactly what they needed to do, and that is win the damn football game. And I think it's a good thing for Ohio State. Um, This is a great game for them that, you know, they could say, hey, look, we were challenged, we met some adversity, we faced it head on, and we overcame it. Because there aren't a ton of teams who have been able to say that so far this year. Um, obviously it's still very, very early, but that was one thing that everybody kind of wondered about Ohio state last year, right? Like they were punched in the mouth by Michigan and then they just let them continue to punch them in the mouth. Even again in Utah, um, or against Utah in the Rose bowl last season, it was a, a shootout to no other, but they played soft and for Ohio state to come out and respond and say, Hey, look, you can't fucking kick my ass. Like, we're going to come out here and show you who we are. And they did that. They did that. I thought it was a hell of a job by Ohio State. Um, honestly, as a Notre Dame fan, it sucks losing no moral victories. However, if you were to tell me that we were going to hold the best offense in college football to 21 points, I would have been ecstatic. So um, Notre Dame's offense is going to struggle all season. It just is. Um, it's going to be a very shallow game. We don't have deep threats on the outside. Michael Mayer is a hell of a weapon. Best tight end of the country, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, we'll see. So, um, I think uh, the takeaway from that game, honestly, is that both of those teams are going to be damn good all year. Um, let's go to the other, you know, top 15 matchup. Georgia 49, Oregon 3. Oregon needs to be relegated to the Mountain West. What in the hell was this game? Turns out, Bo Nix... It, well, Auburn wasn't the problem with Bo Nix. Bo Nix is the problem with Bo Nix. Um, he has flashes, but God, that the offense was awful all game. Like it makes it like everybody. Oh, why did you pick? Why did the Big Ten pick USC and then UCLA? Why not Oregon? Well, maybe the Big Ten made the right decision there. Jesus. Um, but uh, look. Enough shitting on Oregon. They're going to have... I. My takeaway if you're an Oregon fan is you got to be concerned. 
it might be a long year for you because you got to play Utah. Like, actually, I don't think they play Utah, but they're going to have to play a lot of damn good teams. Or Oregon, you might be in for a long season. You might be in for a long season. I hate to say that because uh, I got a couple friends who are Oregon fans, and it's it's tough. Um, UGA fans, you don't need me to tell you this. Your team's pretty damn good. You looked like defending national champions. I they they played like it. They absolutely played like it. And Darnell Washington, that tight end. 6'7", 270 pounds, unbelievable freak of nature athlete, needs to be the next guy in movies that is like the, when they use like Shaq as a cameo for like just the largest human on the planet. Darnell Washington, congratulations, that role is now yours. Just absolute freak of nature. Dudes that large should not move that fast or that well. I mean, he cleared a dude with with a hurdle. Just unbelievable, unbelievably talented. Um, UGA is a wagon. Like I, I put in my, you know, pregame recap when I bet the under, which hit by the way, under did hit. Um, I put that I was not super confident in Georgia's offense. I was wrong. Their offense looks improved from a national championship effort last season, which is incredibly, incredibly uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, you could have put a gun to my head and I would never have said this would have happened. Um, Stetson Bennett looked incredible. Stetson Bennett looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC Saturday. Um, I, I just unbelievable game from him. Um, Bryce Young, obviously, you know, I'm not going to talk about the Alabama game. They won 55 to zero against Utah state who gives a shit cover the spread. But um, yeah, Stetson Bennett looked damn good. If I had to, if I had to put top three teams, in the country right now, um, which I might do a top 25 list later this week. Um, put that out on socials. But if I had to do a top three right now, I would put Oregon is number one. No, sorry. Whew. Wow. What a, what a big mistake on my part. If I had to do a top three in college football right now, it would be Georgia at number one, Alabama at number two, Ohio state at number three. I don't think that, and then there is a massive, massive tier gap between number three and every other team in the rest of the country. Um, I think Texas A&M could be up there. I think Texas could be up there. But I want to see them play some legitimate competition, um, which Texas is going to get the chance next week. But I think Georgia is the best team in the country right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, dogs on top. Um, the barking though, holy shit, your fans got to stop barking. That shit is terrible. Um, Arkansas 31, Cincinnati 24. Um, I'm partial to UC being from the Cincinnati area. However, Arkansas is a spread covering machine under Sam Pittman. They were 15, seven and one since 2020 against the spread. Um, that now makes them 16, seven and one ATS under, or since, yeah, under Sam Pittman since 2020. Um, Arkansas look pretty good. They have some things to figure out on offense. I think they will. Um, UC defensively is a good team. Luke Fickle is a hell of a coach. He is a hell of a coach. He he might be a top five coach in college football. Um, UC look good. Quarterback play is going to be 
the difference for UC this year. Um, say what you want about Desmond Ritter. I wasn't a fan of him as a prospect, but um, he was a damn good college quarterback, and I don't think Ben Bryant is that guy for UC. Um, we'll see how they look going forward, but um, I think that's probably going to be Cincinnati's limiting factor. Um, however, they absolutely could win the American. Um, Houston looked – Houston went to triple overtime against UTSA, so – um, which another incredible, incredible week one game. So we'll see. But um, I thought that was a pretty good, pretty fun matchup. I don't think UC has anything to worry about. They weren't supposed to win that game and they didn't, but they played well. Um, didn't cover the spread, but you were within a half a point. So nothing really to be ashamed of there. Um, another in uh, just an unbelievable game again, which this slate seemed to have a million of them. And there's, three more to talk about after this one, but Florida 29, Utah 26, the swamp, the swamp. What a showing um, from the Florida fans. They were unbelievably loud um, Saturday night. Just an incredible, incredible game. Uh, Utah players puking on the sidelines because of the humidity and the heat. Um, Holy shit. Anthony Richardson is a dog. He has that dog in him. One of one. He is him. Himothy, Hemi Neutron, whatever you want to say about him. The dude is a stud. He can play. He can do things that very few quarterbacks can do at any level. He is unbelievable. He put that team on his back. Greg Jennings, which uh, just an incredible YouTube video, by the way, but it, he played. He was the best player in college football Saturday. He was the best player in college football Saturday. When Florida needed him to make a play in the fourth quarter, Utah is up. Top 10 team in the country at home. You have to make a play. You have a new coach, new staff around you, new, in, new vibes in the locker room, right? You're trying to build a culture. You're trying to set your program up for success. And you made plays. Anthony Richardson. Whew. Congratulations. God. I, I, unbelievable. Unbelievable showing by Anthony Richardson. I, it, it was incredible. It was incredible. I think I still have some concerns with Florida as a team, as a whole. That, but they're a top 25 team. You got to put them in the top 25 now. You can't ignore that win against Utah. Um, they were damn good. They were damn good. They look significantly better coached under Billy Napier than they did under Dan Mullen. Unbelievable, unbelievably better. Utah fans, relax. R-E-L-A-X, relax. All right? This is a tough game. It's an SEC home opener in the swamp against Florida. There is no other team in the SEC or no other team in the Pac-12 who went out to play a game like you played outside of Oregon, and Oregon got obliterated. Utah, you're fine. Now, does it make your path to the college football playoff a little bit more difficult? Yes, it does. You, you're probably going to have to win out because I think a two-loss Utah team is not going to get in. However, you can get there. Cameron Rising played well. He played well. He had that interception late. However... They were trying to win the football game with less than a minute left. 
They were trying to win the football game. I'm not going to, it was it a bad decision. Yes. Whatever you'll have your, your guy is going to make bad decisions. Cameron rising is your guy, Utah. It just, you came up short and that's fine. You just can't come up short again. Um, I still think Utah is a, is a college football playoff level team. I, I really do. I think they have a shot to make the college football playoff. It's it's just now much more difficult. It, it's much more difficult, and that's fine. Uh, you're going to have to win against USC. Good luck. Um, NC State ECU 20, or NC State 21 ECU 20. You want to talk about a team like Utah, like, you had chances to win, and you were close. ECU had all the chances in the world to win. They had chances to tie the game up, and they missed the extra point. And then they drove down. And here's the thing with that game. End of the game. You're moving the ball down the field pretty well. Why the hell did you stall your drive and then try to kick a 40-yard field goal? Keep moving the ball down the damn field and give your kicker a better shot. You missed an extra point, for God's sakes. Like, why would you try to set him up for a 40-yard field goal to win? At least try to get him closer. What the hell are you doing? That was, that was, again, the coaching this this week, there were several that had question marks. Several. Speaking of coaching, Iowa, Brian Ferentz, see you later, pal. That offense looked abysmal. Abysmal. Seven points. Seven points total. They had four from safeties. From safeties. They have more points from safeties than their offense scored. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It, South Dakota State, you guys played your ass off. Covered the 12 and a half. We were on that. Big, big brain. But holy shit, Iowa. Like, I, with Nebraska getting their ass kicked, Purdue losing, like, Potentially the Big Ten West, like, could be open. Iowa, like, we going to play for a Big Ten championship? Not with that offense. Not with that offense. That if There might not be a team that is more disappointed in their win than Iowa was this week. There might not be a team more disappointed in their win than Iowa was this week. Awful. Awful offensively. We'll see how they look going forward. They play Iowa State this week. That is going to be a tough game. Luckily, it's at home, but Matt Campbell's going to have them Cyclones ready. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. The most like if you were to say, "Hey, these two games are the same sport somehow." Iowa and South Dakota State and North Carolina App State are just two absolutely different sides of the coin. North Carolina 63, App State 61, one of the best college football games I have watched in a long, long time. Absolutely unreal, the stuff of legends. Uh, This is going to be a game that people will be like, hey, do you remember that game like 10 years from now? It was that great. An incredible opener. In-state, like the feud, the aggression, you can see it. it. Unbelievable. App State scored six touchdowns in the fourth quarter and lost just unbelievable. I mean, you look at the stat line from this game, it's incredible. Incredible. Um May, the Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina, 24 for 35, 352 yards, four touchdowns. 12 carries, 76 yards, another touchdown. An unbelievable performance. 
An unbelievable performance by him. And then you have Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce for App State. Also an unbelievable game. 25 for 36. 361 yards. Six touchdowns and an interception. Eight carries, 36 yards. Unbelievable. Unbelievable game for these guys. You had an off onside kick return for a touchdown. Uh, the back and forth was unbelievable. I think there were like... The total hit in the fourth quarter by itself, if I'm not mistaken. Just an unbelievably incredible game. Unbelievable game. I it, it was the most electric game on the slate. Maybe not the best game on the slate, but absolutely the most electric. Um, yeah, the stuff of legends. We're going to be talking about that one for a while. Um, then we had Sunday Night Football in the Superdome. Florida State, LSU. LSU fans, um, how how do you feel about Brian Kelly? Hmm? You miss Coach O? Do you miss Coach O? Because I would miss Coach O. I would miss Coach O. Um, LSU, I think, has a chance. Look, I took their win total over because I had faith in Brian Kelly. That was a disgusting looking game. The amount of mistakes... The, the the just lack of focus offensively, defensively. They looked like they were so ill-prepared. Credit to Florida State. They were ready for that game. That's not an easy place to go in and play. I know it's not Death Valley, but that's still not an easy place to go play a football game. Florida State was ready. LSU was not. LSU looked terrible. Brian Kelly looked exactly like his accent. He looked fraudulent. He looked like a phony. LSU fans, you got to be concerned. You have to be concerned. I understand that like we might be talking about this game a little differently if they make that extra point. But that was ugly. That was ugly. And that the LSU has championship expectations. Maybe not this year. But like that is a that is a program where you come in and you are expected to win championships during your tenure. I'll say this right now. I do not think Brian Kelly will ever win a national championship at LSU. 10 years, a hundred million dollar contract. I don't, I do not think he will ever win a national championship at LSU. I don't think he's that guy. I would take Luke Fickle over Brian Kelly, to be honest. What a week. What a week for college football. Um, let's check in. Uh, at the time of this recording, um, it is Clemson is currently up 14 to three, just about to go into halftime. Um, we'll see how that game goes. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the uh, on Thursday's episode. But make sure, again, if you guys like this kind of content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, we're putting episodes out on YouTube, Spotify, hopefully coming to Apple podcasts here soon, but, um, follow, you know, uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, all that good stuff. All of my plays are going to be coming out. I want to win. I want to win you guys so much money this season. We are up. Um, we're just getting started. We are going to have a full Week one NFL betting preview on Thursday's show with Jill Bijol. I am incredibly, incredibly excited for that. Um, coming with for you guys. 
we are we're going to crush football, not just college football. Obviously, this was a very college football oriented show, but the NFL didn't play last week, so um, we got to be college football focused. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We are going to have some incredible, incredible content coming. I really appreciate you guys. If you guys enjoyed this show and you think that you know somebody who is a college football fan, send it to them. That I don't. I don't. I had a couple people um, send me some money this weekend for helping me win their bets. I appreciate that, man. I really do. You don't have to do that. You really don't. Um, if if you want to help me, just share this with a friend, man. Share my stuff with a friend. That is the biggest help in the world. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you on Thursday. Have a hell of a day. Later. Later.